You see, there are millions upon millions of worlds in the universe. Each one filled with too much of one thing and not enough of another. And the great continuum flows through them all like a mighty river from have to want and back again. And if we navigate the continuum with skill and grace, our ship will be filled with everything our hearts desire. Now, right now, I'd settle for a stabilizer on the captain's desk. The river will provide. Huh. It doesn't sink us first. I manifested millions of dollars for myself and for all. I am manifesting more attention to my work for myself and for all. I think the thing that we were shocked by was the degree of idiosyncratic control over the visibility of every single user, account, hashtag. They have a whole universe of stuff that they can do to any single account. They can dial it all the way down to you cannot be searched. Uh, and then they, from there, there are like, like countless gradations of things that they can do all the way up to your account will not trend. Um, only people who follow you can see you. Uh, even people who follow you won't see you unless they search. Like there's, there's a whole list of stuff. So they have absolute control over the visibility of basically everything. And we haven't learned a lot about ampl amplification of accounts yet because that appears to be another side of the company. But in terms of cutting it down, dialing it down, we're learning a lot about that. more attention to my work for myself than for all. A super hello to you glorious human beings. Welcome to our mystical podcast. Glad you can join me. I'm your host, Jaren. This is a podcast of spirituality and life self-improvement commensurate to the amount of knowledge and wisdom you can hold within that small little pineal gland of yours and seeing how much that endocrine gland can produce the blissful holographic juices into the rest of your nervous system where you will find cosmic wonder beyond wonders that's the general idea anyway that's the general spiritual endeavor is what we can do to create more blissful awesomeness for all. So we're going to delve into some mystical philosophies of spirituality and money magic and how that all connects to the idea of compassion and what you deserve and what perhaps is too much. And I uh, explore this shifting of realities within my own life and being authentic and real with myself to know and I'm gonna get into all of it I'm gonna get into all of it because it's super duper interesting goes deep and shallow and so once you uh, realize this particular point this golden phoenix transparent and elusive invisible it is for no one can see it and yet, people sense it's flying around, sprinkling its magical phoenix dust all over every single human being on planet Earth, thus then therefore hitherto creating a better world for all. Which means better world for you. Specifically, that's what you want to concentrate on so you can radiate that dust outwards. We're going to get into it. The integrity, the discipline, the relaxation. What is it? Some sort of aloof balance? Can it be comprehended? Apprehended? This you will know right now. Fellow humans, thank you for making it past the intro. That means you are somewhat interested in what I have to say about this podcast. It's just a mega leap towards some sort of crazy dimensional spiritual singularity for all of consciousness anywhere and everywhere, which is pretty amazing if you think about it. One could say, hey, that's not, none of this is true. What are you talking about kind of thing? And I say to you, that is what, that is exactly where we're going to get into the dynamic of doubt. Doubting 
the doubtful grim reaper of death just decay pestilence all negative thoughts in your mind just think and imagine the worst kind of hell-raising dystopian destructive format and you got what exactly i'm talking about it's some sort of weird force some sort of black magic as they say dark magic forgive me for talking in dualistic terms but I mean, there is the negative principle. Let's take the negative principle here. It's a great, wonderful thing. The negative principle allows basically existence. If there wasn't the negative, the negativity, the darkness, as they say, that whole idea, you wouldn't have anything. You wouldn't be able to compare. You wouldn't be able to contrast. You wouldn't be able to grow and evolve and have... I don't know, fun. You wouldn't be able to have any fun if there wasn't a negative thing that, you know, barred challenges and allowed you to experience. Then, you know, you can't have a video game. What's what, Nothing's going to happen. You're just going to, it's going to be a flat, boring plains, like in the plains of Kansas, where you just kind of look at vast fields of wheat and think wow there's nothing to to this it's all one thing i can't i'm just in one thing and nothing's happening it's boring and that is not what the universe is about it's about this this thing that pokes you that pokes the field so that there's elevation and terrain and all kinds of variety of different vegetation trees and awesomeness to experience so that everything's enriched because there's difference now there's difference you're looking at different things and the mind can get caught up in the differences and say well one different thing is better than the other different thing and while that might be true in certain cases you might enjoy wheat might be more nutritious than for example uh, some kind of like uh, bloody skull raven skull like if you eat a raven skull I don't think it's going to be as nutritious as wheat so there's definitely a preferential choice there but you can still see the bloody raven school and realize well maybe that's for something else you know like maybe that's for the earth to digest and so when we uh, put it another way take this back since it's kind of a weird analogy i'm getting into let's look at the idea of the epsilon frequency wave and radio communication systems such as uh, television broadcasting they transmitted a, something called a carrier wave and the carrier wave would be modulated so that information could be transmitted to you so to combine these two analogies the carrier wave is sort of like the one field the one wheat field that's kind of plain and boring but everything seems to work all good and well and negativity is that which accelerates the carrier wave to a new level a new frequency level where it will balance itself out as a another boring mundane thing again where it's everything is super balanced but now on a higher level which means it's already better than whatever was going down on the previous level that was boring peanuts compared to the new level because the new level is now balanced on a higher frequency range so to speak a higher carrier wave so negative is good but what if negative becomes like a wrench it's wrapped around some spiky barbed wire that gets thrown into the mechanisms of your neurons and just screws everything up, makes you depressed, sexually frustrated, and the normal frustrated, which is also ostensibly linked to sexual frustration anyway. As other spiritual teachers have pointed out, all energy is sexual energy. And thus, the barbed wire wrench in her mind that we will label as doubt stops that sexual energy from naturally flowing throughout our body that rises our consciousness up to the next carrier wave frequency level of course there have been spiritual teachers such as jadu krishnamurti who would say just doubt everything doubt it all doubt reality or the way things are interacting now 
and I would say I, I don't want to use that word doubt. I'm talking about a totally different thing than what Krishnamurti is talking about. He was talking about questioning things. He's talking about exploring different ideas and then exploring thought in and of itself and then examining your life in relation to thought, which exactly do that, yes. But that doesn't require some kind of doubt, which what I'm talking about is linked to fear. It's linked to your, I want to say false identity, but I'm just going to say identity. It links to your identity. Your, what you believe yourself to be in the moment and what you were in the past where you had interactions with people and you were spreading these ideas not knowing that they weren't quite working out for you and then it later turns out that the information wasn't quite accurate or you're just channeling from a parallel reality that basically was might as well be in some sort of fictional book of yours and maybe you could have sold that idea as a fictional book, but in reality, you probably um, best not to do that. And now you are thinking to yourself, oh, I'm a fool, a grade-A fool, a maroon, an idiot, all these words. And you become depressed and you become doubtful, and then sometimes maybe you'll go back to the previous idea anyway. Just to, You'll just reinforce the idea that's not working for you because you you have that low self-esteem where you have to reiterate your idea through more books or lectures or just thinking to yourself no 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 that my 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 conception of reality is correct it's so correct it's fine it's good i don't need to worry about this other particular reality and that so yeah and then you experience all the guilt and confusion and then you experience pride again and you forget everything happened you go back to your normal life what i'm saying here is hmm what about what what can we do about that what can is there a thing we can do about that so we can raise to the higher carrier wave so i'm not yet immune to this Although maybe I need to call that in and say I am. Because generally speaking, it's what you focus on which will manifest as real to you. And so the best immunity is to realize that everyone has their particular definitions on words. And so when someone says something's bad, they're looking at it through a limited scope. And are only looking at it through the time frozen lens of their current reality which um supposes that something can be bad something could be terrible which indeed is an experience however it doesn't have to be your experience for one can draw themselves into the present moment the cutting edge of the present moment and realize it can't be any other way. There, If something negative is happening to you, then why is it negative if you have no will to change it? And if you do have a will to change it, why is it negative? Because now you can change it. And you also have learned how to change it as a result. Therefore, the negative is always good, just like the positive is good. It's all good. As the term I always tell people, anytime they say, you know, apologize for something or... I don't know, um, are angry and frustrated at something they're doing and thinking they're doing it wrong, I say it's all good. You're here. You're doing the work. What more is there to do? It's the same with any belief, idea, religion, politics, uh, you know, fictional thing, trivial matters and taste and sound. I, all good you, you you're figuring it out you're exploring different perspectives and so you're looking at different perspectives it's great that means you're finding which one works for you and which one perhaps is more accurate towards our more relevant towards our collective consciousness what more can you do you can't do any more than that therefore you're always doing your best whatever you think and feel in the moment is your best so why would you doubt that why would you doubt the most foundational principle of existence? It's called consciousness. It's called you. It's called intelligence, whatever. You name name it. <laughs> name it. And you are it. I once had an art teacher. 
I went to school for game design and I had to learn art and it was really embarrassing for me because I just was objectively bad can you can you grasp that I was objectively bad in art artists will say no you don't get it art is subjective you know you can um, be a minimalist artist and just paint a line and you can sell it for millions of dollars I get that and I understand that and that is a very true concept and while that remains true where art is a completely subjective thing because our emotions and attitudes and values change over time and constantly and backwards from time have you seen da vinci's art have you seen the shading the elegance the magnanimous proportions and ratios and geometry all aligned towards some sort of higher principle that's a really hard to do that takes a lot of time or some sort of brain connections from previous lives or something that allows an individual to have that kind of skill and so that you know doesn't da vinci's skill doesn't need to make you feel bad but certainly it will if you compare the two say you know oh, i'm not a good person because i don't know how to do a perfect circle i wish i could do perfect circles well you know look only certain people need to do perfect circles and your consciousness can do a perfect circle anyway if you can see a circle and it's perfect hey you already in a way created that you're just creating it again so it can be projected into the physical reality um through your avatar that's you know that's just a cool thing no you don't have to feel guilty about it you'll get there anyway you, you know through mind stuff nonetheless when i was in art school I was comparing myself and my skills were that let's say of a third grader and I can only do one dimension I can't quite figure out how to do three dimensions and perspective and you know shading and I'm, I'm, I'm slowly learning right now but uh, it, it, it's not it's nowhere it's not gonna be da Vinci unless I really want my art to be like da Vinci which right now I don't but I don't know maybe in the future I will want to strive towards Da Vinci level art just right now I don't so anyways I was in art school and I uh, would just complain and be like wow everyone is better than me at this because everyone was they were younger than me and they were more skilled artists it's almost as if they were artists from a very young age and just got more dopamine hits when they were drawing lines with the pencil and you know doing paintbrushes strokes and all that kinds of stuff just uh, tickled them more than it tickled my brain at the time where my brain was only tickled by the virtual um, effects of video games where that's the only thing that made me happy was a virtual happiness so I would complain and make self-deprecating jokes about my art and just to sidestep the reality of my situation was that my art wasn't that good unless you said it is good in which case I would totally agree with you and be like wow thank you I appreciate that and that's inspirational for me and it pushes me to new heights or to new baselines either one you want so my art teacher would come around and give us tips or assignments tell us all right well, you know do this and that he would come by me and say um yeah just uh look at it and notice how what you're drawing is not like what is happening in reality and i would look at it and i'd be like yeah i i, I just don't get how to transcribe it into reality i don't know please help and he'd be like you know just uh, continue that just do more shading down here you see how i'm doing it where there's more shading down here and i'm making this darker because i see it <laughs> and so he was teaching me and then um, he would say now you do it and i would always say because i was into this philosophy at the time to a varying varying degrees of uh, applying it in my life 
I would say, all right, I will do my best. And I would continue saying that. I'll do my best. Do my best. I'll do my best. And one time, and the very last time I said it, was uh, towards the end of the semester. I was only taking one class here. I said, I'll do my best. And my teacher slightly glanced at me and gave me a chuckle and said, try doing better than that. And I stopped. And then he said, I'm just kidding. And he moved on. I don't think he was kidding. I don't think he was kidding. I think he wanted me to do better. Could I have done better? The answer was emphatic no. The teacher was just impatient. And I was impatient with myself. We were both reflecting the same reality. We were impatient. We wanted betterness. And it just wasn't coming out from me. And soon I learned how to do the things. It was just a uh, more attention to detail. Just to look at a thing and be like, oh, yeah, I guess I can transcribe this by just willing yourself to imagine that you are transcribing it. It's really basic. Yeah, it sounds so basic. And that's the whole idea of um, mystical philosophies I'm exploring right now. It's more of this new thought stuff. Seems pretty dang advanced. For a long time, there was a book sitting on my shelf and what by shelf, I mean virtual shelf, because it was on my computer as a .pdf called Personal Power by William W. Atkinson, who ostensibly wrote, prob- well, they don't know, but he probably co-wrote the Kabbalion and also, you know, Hermetic texts, Hermes Trismegistus, and the Eastern philosophy is all mixed in with new thought. So it's a, it's a really... Uh, expanded kind of point of view that integrates a lot of different ideas but what it really emphasized which is probably why I filtered it out of my reality for the longest of time I mean it was called personal power it was something I just didn't want to deal with sounded too materialistic sounded you know kind of satanic a little satanic or something I just wanted to sit in the bliss of Taoism or Buddhism or Hinduism, and where you're just supposed to forego all desires, ostensibly also. That's not exactly true from what, what I see now. But it was sort of like I had this idea from all the people where I was just supposed to cancel out my material life and just not think and sit on a rug all day, which also is definitely something you can do in this life and be totally satisfied with it. And I aim to be that person again one day once I get to the higher carrier wave. I was at a lower carrier wave, so I kind of uh, didn't work for me. It didn't work out. I wasn't born into a particular situation where it would work out. Some people, you know, they have all of that taken care of for them in their entire life. Maybe they're born a billionaire or maybe they're born some cool spiritual master where you know they just have a bunch of loving people that'll take care of them so they can spread wisdom if that wasn't your you know starting point like in civilization where you get a starting point and you have to start there no matter where it is like even if it's a desert land and you can't you know settle city i don't know if you played the game civilization but uh, look up a let's play or something you have to roll with that Unless you want to restart the game, but I don't condone suicide. So, and also, if you restart the game, you usually get the worst position. You're like, oh, I should have just stuck with the other one. I mean, I could have dealt with those cards. This is too much. So I learned after a while that I can't just uh, make money and live my dream life. Some temple, you know, build a temple somewhere in the mountains by myself. I was half thinking maybe I do have to join some religion and just be in a monastery. Maybe that is my path. But after spending some time with uh, certain cultures and different ways of living, I realized, well, this is just about the same as any life. So I might as well continue what I am already familiar with and just uh, balance my mind through it. And at a certain point, I was making video games and writing and books 
this particular podcast, three iterations, keep deleting it because of doubt and fear that I would be projecting misinformation. And now I just project whatever. No one's corrected me yet. And if you have a correction, tell me. We talk about it. It's great. That's why I put it out there. Graham Hancock just uh, was on a podcast, and he said his first book was full of misinformation, full of it. And he said, no, but I want to keep that on record. I thought this was great for me. Um, actually, I didn't think it was great <laughs> while I was listening to it. I thought, like, whoa, maybe you should burn that book, Graham Hancock. But now that I'm uh, re-looking at that situation, I'm like, wow, yeah. Keep it as a record. People will read your new book. People will see your new lectures and stuff, and they'll get more information out of it. And that you have that book there. That's what you said. You stick by it because that's where you were at. And so seeing that book and seeing what's wrong about it, pointing that out, is how you can kind of like get the hero's journey of Graham Hancock or our Mystica podcast, except you won't get most of it because there is a lot of stuff I delete because I immediately see that as just, I don't know, uh, not good. And I still do that and I still will continue to do that until a point where I decide I don't need to do that anymore. That point hasn't come yet, but it's getting there. I haven't deleted very many things. I've only um, deleted about like one or two tweets in the last month or so. So I, I think I'm getting there. I think I'm getting out of that point. So anyway, the point is I had doubt and I was just sitting in doubt and I was just sitting down and doing nothing about it and just assuming I would obtain some sort of realization and enlightenment. Well, that sort of happened in a way because I realized, well, I got to drop this whole idea of the fact that I might just magically get enlightenment and effort myself towards my desires which led me to an integration with society and I realized, okay, cool, I can get a job, an apartment, and do all the things that everyone does without being cynical. Now every time I go to work, it's actually a joy. It's, fu it's fun. It's, it's not that. I won't, probably those words aren't the... Is there a slightly less than fun and joy? Because that would probably be it. Whatever that word is, it's not a fun or a joy to go to work. But it is a service I do for humanity. It's a service I do for other people. People need someone to clean the floors. Tell AI can cover that shift. But I, you know, I wouldn't want to enslave AI. But certainly there are ways where we can be in some sort of uh, more equalized community where everyone is serving each other. You know, it, it, you wouldn't have to have a job where someone is the, the the person that has to do all the terrible work. It would be like everyone would share their responsibility. Everyone would share a little dishwashing and, and stuff like that. You know, I, I hear things like Burning Man when it's... Festival is completed. Everyone pitches in to clean up. Everyone is the custodian because this is our planet Earth. You see that image of the person with the trash, and then it's like, not my trash. And then the next image, all the trash is gone, and it's all in bags. And he's sitting down, and he's like, but it's my planet. So true. Like, we would share all these terrible responsibilities because we wouldn't see them as terrible responsibilities, we would see them as duty. We would see them as a pleasure because we would like to keep our planet clean and our you know environment nice and tidy to whatever degree we can manage that but anyway let's just say i'm still working towards something that isn't this job because i know it's not a preferable role to play as it's just that since i'm here since this is my reality i might as well uh, not to think that it's the worst thing to do, that it's such a burden, it's such a thorn's nest of uh, toxicity, because it, it, it's not. It's not that. It's not that bad. If you have a tamed mind, it's pretty easy to get through a custodian job. And I have to just accept the reality for what it is concurrently, 
no one sees my podcast or my Twitch streaming or my video games or anything of what I'm doing has any value to them. Now, that doesn't mean it doesn't have any value. There are so many people, so many geniuses that have died and left planet Earth thinking they were failures, probably. Because no one paid any attention to their work or they just weren't really good at advertising it or something. And then 50 years down the line, what happens? Whoa, it's popular. It becomes a, a classic. People read it in schools or they start talking about this person or individual. So it doesn't matter what appears to be, you know, not happening. And that gets into new thought where you embody a state of being that you are da Vinci or an ascended master. You are capable of greatness by willing yourself there, knowing it's possible and use, utilizing imagination or thought affirmations or what have you, meditation, some sort of belief that you can make it and you you get somewhere. Now, in my previous podcast, Imagineering the Future, I took it really to a, a massive extreme that I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that works or not. But that is the whole spiritual strife is this uh, negative small self of yours, this shadowy doubter that wants to bring you down a notch. So you seem more humble and more aligned towards the regular ways of society which is great and you have to do that anyway and then there's the higher self which is the embodiment of bliss love empowerment peace harmony and all things and you can do any number of methods to get there you can meditate and that's probably the best method so you can just neutralize everything imagination utilize affirmation positive affirmations stuff like that so new thought kind of works with thought with thinking and belief systems and affirmations so it's a little different than what i'm used to i'm usually used to sensing things and that usually works until you get like a hidden thought in the back of your mind and it keeps cropping up and you're like how do i uproot this thing how do i cut it off already and it doesn't seem like ignoring it which i i guess when you do meditation that's sort of kind of what you're doing. You're, you're just kind of like ignoring it and just like hoping it'll go away. And it doesn't because it, it's it, it's a belief within you. It, it, it has foundational logic from your past experience. So what this book does, or these books I've been reading, they're like, no, you don't believe that. You just reaffirm what you want and you will get it because you deserve it. You're the all... You, everyone deserves it, everyone needs this, everyone will be empowered. And so you just think to yourself, you know, I am infinitely abundant. So it's rather amazing that I completely filtered the whole idea of action out of my state of consciousness thinking it was not me, it's not my personality to do those things. And finally now that I have a job, I'm like, oh, okay, personal power, why not? You know, all these new thought books that speak about improving your material life sure i get it now makes sense doesn't scare me it used to scare me it used to feel like it sucked my energy dry to read these kind of books now it's you know i'd always get the the doubt i would always have that doubt in my mind like am i supposed to be doing this and why couldn't i just see it then and there and be like oh yeah of course i am well <laughs> what else am i doing I don't know. I don't know. It must have been because of my identity. And uh, th this person, Charles Fillmore, wrote a book called Prosperity, and he was the founder of the Unity Church in Kansas City, which is where I live. And so I thought it was pretty interesting because not a lot of... I mean, I went to Unity Church, and it's changed. They used to have, like, a vegetarian vegan restaurant and those were like the core principles of the church it's quite obvious 
that it was a useful thing to spread that kind of knowledge to people. And since then, they've adopted just like, oh, whatever, die, it doesn't, we're not going to talk about that anymore. And so, I don't know, that kind of sucks. I, I used to go to that church a lot, and it seems like they're just kind of degrading at some point. I don't know, getting less trustful of people. I used to go there, and they would be totally cool with me just kind of sitting there, sitting wherever I want. And now if I sit wherever I want, they're like, hey, um... Why, 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 why are you here? Do you have a, do you have a certain task you need to be? Because uh, we're not open yet, so you're not supposed to really be here. And I, I'm always like, oh, I, I, I can't be at the, the Unity Church, the place that you know preached about uh, universal harmony and uh, loving your fellow human beings. I don't know. I guess not anymore. No, you gotta go. Got to get out of there. So, I don't know, I messaged the current reverend and linked him an article about the idea of meat eating on there. And there was no response yet. I don't know, maybe I'll just have to go back to Unity Church and kind of like poke them with the, the evolution stick for a little while. Just, just, just because they're not going to like it. No one would like it. It's not a good thing to do and I wouldn't recommend anyone do this except for me because if I don't I mean that church they'll probably be for profit soon enough unless they are already I don't even know I haven't paid much attention to their inner workings so this book had a lot of interesting ideas that could easily be misinterpreted oh my god for example the idea is that you imagine yourself as a prosperous person because you, you're within the all. So why would you not be able to have this abundant flow of energy, this give and take, um, giving gifts and stuff like that and trusting that you will have it in return. And there, he did a quote because it was sort of like a lot, you know, talking about Jesus Christ a lot, trying to get that crowd into the new more expanded consciousness and he was saying like it's it's said in this way it's said in this way the poor get poor and the rich get richer now right off the bat i was like oh no no i have i can't believe i just heard that because that that I have to realign that whole concept here. Okay, okay, okay. Certainly, certainly, though, he was talking about it within integrity. And that wasn't really highlighted until the end of the book. But he's saying, like, first of all, he was saying, like, if you have a mindset of uh, being poor, then you're going to have actions that reflect that, and you're going to have inactions that reflect that. Example is I had in them. Uh, my apartment this is just an example where i found the perfect location it was really close by to my workplace it was super close to a gym that i always go to it was a near a city center it was a nice place it looked great the rent was a uh, fine everything was good about it and they just didn't accept me in the apartment. They were like, no, you don't have, you know, you're gonna need more of parental history, which really sucked for me because I don't have rental history. I'm like, well, this is my first apartment. Just give it, come on, come on. I don't want this to be a catch 22. And so for the longest of time, I just didn't act any further on it. I assumed that they canceled my application didn't go through i wasted an application fee i was looking for other apartments thinking oh, i maybe i don't deserve an apartment maybe i don't deserve one i just not good my credit's terrible that maybe they don't trust me because my credit maybe they don't trust me because i have some sort of weird history that they can look up with their their crazy cyber drones that just survey my entire life history from uh, the womb 
But, so, I, I was in this dark, depressive cycle for a long time, and, uh, I didn't think I deserved it. And then my thoughts changed. Suddenly my thoughts changed. I thought, wait, 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 wait. So, you tell me. Everything. The all. My desire was for gun in this situation? Why? Why was it? I kept thinking about that, like... Why didn't I deserve this? Why wasn't this... Do I have a better location lined up for me? Doesn't look like it. Looks like this was the best one. Like, this was the perfect one. Because um, certainly there's... I, could, I was looking at my history. I'm like, well, that this always happens, you know. I'm not supposed to get what I deserve. I'm supposed to have the lesser thing. Uh, this is just how it's always been and how it will remain to be. Of course, my brain wasn't trained properly, and, I, and my actions weren't, you know, directed properly, so I don't know why I thought I knew more about reality than I did. So I shifted my thoughts and thinking, like, maybe I can. Maybe I can. Positive thinking. It has just become, like, a trite statement on Twitter where people just line it out, like, you are what you think, and... Uh, positive thinking will create positive circumstances and you read that and you just it, it's easy to not believe that because if you've done it before with no um, glory at the end of the tunnel then it you can become cynical and you can say oh the whole thing is bunk and I'm not going to go back to it even though I was shallow knee deep not even knee deep ankle deep into the whole idea because I was having negative thoughts left and right so I, I didn't fully understand it so what I did is you know I went back said what can I do to get this place and they're like oh well, all you really need is a co-signer and so I got a co-signer and signed up right away got the apartment everything was sound perfect my desire fulfilled this is the idea of using imagination instead of being abusing of the imagination where you think all the worst things that could happen. So that was this whole book was highlighting how we use our mind to think like, oh, we're never going to, we don't have enough money for this, not enough money for that. Um, it wasn't saying, but it was balanced. It was totally balanced. This prosperity book and uh, some other books I read extremely similar like the science of getting rich and all that very similar books just had a small difference of angle in what they were talking about <laughs> difference of angle you get it <laughs> i know you get my words and so at the very end of the book it was just saying about tithing saying like you know if you believe you are getting what you need then you know you can give to other people what they need and this was like a perfect squaring of a circle it was a it was just like yes of course and synchronistically before listening to the end chapter to kind of prime me for this my good friend cody k the psycho cosmologist friend of the podcast sent me eleven dollars eleven cents as he periodically does because he's a genius he gets it he told i said wow thank you i appreciate it once again you gave me money um unprompted just unprompted out of the blue got 11 11 it was super synchronistic because i needed that 11 11 i needed to see that money in my account to build a certain amount of trust within myself and so then he gave me a response and was like, oh yeah, don't sweat it. I'm just putting my money where my mouth is. I'm trying to support artists just as I wanted to be supported. It was beautiful because that's exactly what I'm attempting to do now. I'm in this group of Twitch live streaming. For the longest of time, I thought, believed and imagined in my mindscape that playing video games was something like you're not supposed to do and you're not supposed to make a living and get no value from it. Even though I watch the Game Grumps and people like uh, Kacho Arino from Japan and other Let's Players and 
streamers time to time and they give me joy they give me value all the time they're making me laugh they're entertaining me and sometimes they even very rarely they'll get into some sort of philosophical or self-improvement concepts especially with game grumps super rare though of course and so I, you know, just thought it was like a fairy tale thing to believe, like, oh, yeah, yeah, right, like, you're gonna make money doing that, you're not giving any value to people. Well, I, I'm, it's it's all in time, basically. If, if you believe, if you really want something to happen, it's all about, well, yeah, you might not get the money that you could get with something more uh, needed in the world. Such as, I don't know, probably like AI programmers right now. Probably, if you get that job, boom, you're set. You're going to get paid forever. But you might not enjoy that. That might not be the thing you want to do forever. You might want to expand other realms. And they might give you less money. And it's all a balance. And so I realized, uh, well, I might as well do something I like to do. I don't want to play video games. And then I maybe I can be a person, one of the persons... How do I give it value? How do I give it more value? How do I reach um, something deeper in people while also making them laugh or making them happy at least and not cruel, not uh, attacking them? If I can help it, Jesus Christ can give me the strength to help it or the Buddha or Muhammad or Bodhidharma or Maha Avatar Babaji. Or uh, some extraterrestrial on uh, Alpha Centauri somewhere. Just give me the strength to not demean people. Can I even make that funny? And that whole challenge, I just kind of like was sort of sidestepping with, um, which I will still continue the sidestep through video games and books. But I want to see if it can be done face to face. And that's always been the endeavor, and I'm sure it's the same endeavor you're going through. If you're listening to this podcast, you know something that a lot of people don't know, and you want to get it across. You want to channel across to that stream to those other ears, and you want them to have that information as their own. And you know they just, you know, put their hands over their ears and shut it out as evil because they can't. They can't grasp it because it's too painful. It's too painful. And so the Twitch streamer community is making me believe that maybe this is possible. Like I can be a streamer. I can play video games for a living and get money as a result because I'm helping people, you know, learn things as well. And I'm not making fun of them and it's good for their mental health and all these kinds of things. Everyone I meet, they're always like, oh, you can do it. I didn't think I could do it, but now I, I have a small following, and it's amazing. And, you know, people are subscribing to them, and they're making money doing it. It sounds incredible, and they're always positive. They're always reinforced, at least the ones I've managed to connect with. Always positive, always helpful, and they support each other. It's this idea of tithing, of giving to others so the stream of the material continuum or whatever it is flows more efficiently it's so fascinating because it, it's something to this something to this twitch streaming thing i'm doing is incredible and uh these books that i've been reading explain how you basically do these positive affirmations and you say I'm abundant, infinitely abundant. I'm, you know, I have everything I need. You know, I'm. You, you, you do whatever you need. And it, it's it's interesting because you can look at those affirmations as I have done and have always done, and say they have no power to them. They don't have any power. Just as any of your words, any of your like self-deprecating humor or whatever. Yeah, they don't need to have power to them. But it's very possible that the more you say it, and you continue to say it, you'll start to believe those words. It's happened to me. And you will say, oh, I'm not that good. You know, you say something like, I'm not a good meditator. Oh, I'm not good at meditating. I'm not a good meditator. Never have been. Never will. But you meditate like 30 minutes a day or whatever. 
which means you're you're doing you're a good meditator that, that means you've crossed a threshold there that a lot of people don't even begin to realize in their entire incarnation but you say oh no, i'm not good no no not not good not good and what does it do it affects your meditation you become that and you 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 embody it because that's your thought mode in your head like i'm not good and i don't know i like a a joke can bamboozle you and also it can be a, like a one-off thing as a uh, which is probably fine if you can pull that off and, and so the the, the affirmations like you can look at him you look at him on twitter feeds or whatever and the, and the and motivational posters of a cat hanging in there giving you uh, some sort of lofty ideal and you can look at that and just be like that's not the way it is you're supposed to suffer supposed to suffer that is not the way it is it takes more work than that now how do you know that's the way well you only believe that's the way because of your previous experiences and your thoughts were in that mode to make you uh, feel that way but uh, that's equally as this it's 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 on the same foundational point it's it's air stuff it's airy it, 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 there's no foundational point there there's no foundational point to the faith that it's positive or the faith that it is negative let me uh join these two together though because certainly leaning towards the positive has way better helped my life because I now I'm feeling good now I have the energy to do and now I'm actually taking positive action and constructive action so I see this as more useful but still the doubt creeps in like a shadowy uh, goblin and with a knife ready to be like smiling like <laughs> You think this is working. It's not working. It's actually destroying you. And he's backstabs me. And I get a shock of guilt. I'm like, maybe I should be... Um, I, and I don't even have a replacement for this. Like, what do you mean? Like, what, what, what else can I be doing? The only thing you need to do. Like, whatever it is, you're doing anyway. But now you're thinking negative thoughts? I don't get it. Like, how is that supposed to do anything for you? And yet they still come. I don't know why. Maybe I've, at this point, I've uprooted them. But um, I've, I've been shown through uh, the, all, all the people I've mentioned, the streamers, and the idea that um, you, you cannot believe it. You can, you can look at an affirmation and not believe it. But at the same time, you can, can, you can think a thought and something within you can look at it from another angle you can't even, it's not even another thought right it's just you're looking at it from another angle your emotional energy is i don't know tinged to that particular vibration at the time and you start to believe you just that one you believed that thought you believed because it feels good it, it makes sense and you, you get it you realize you have insight that's that's what I wanted to get across. That was it. That was why I wanted to make this whole podcast. What is that? Why is it that when I look at my thoughts, if it's a positive one, I believe it. If it's a negative one, I believe it. But when I look at in the external, I, I can neutralize that. I can look at people's statements and be like, eh, doesn't affect me. Meh. You know, I don't have to believe that. So... That's why it seems really useful to stop all thoughts. That would be the higher carrier wave. Now, to get there, though, you have to feel good. You have to have this kind of good feeling, like you're on the right path. You're in the momentum. You're manifesting that which you want, and you'll get it. Changing your behavior to something more preferable that doesn't require thoughts at all right like it only requires you realize that you want to change your behavior and so usually that does involve thoughts of course it involves negative thoughts i wanted to cut my hair because i was just thinking looking at it like oh it looks terrible looks awful i need to cut my hair gotta cut it 
Why do, do people not like long hair? I, I know people have said that in the past. I've just been ignoring it. Maybe now it's the time or maybe not. Maybe I like my individuality. I like my long hair. It looks good. It looks great. Um, all I had to do was realize, oh, look, I have negative thoughts about my long hair. Maybe I need to cut my long hair. Maybe that's why I have negative thoughts. And it's not so much whether or not it looks good or it looks bad. It's only I need to know what it looks like short now. I need to have that experience. It's going if it could be worse, but that will remove the doubt I have. I have doubt because I don't want to take an action. I guess that's what it is, isn't it? Super fascinating. Anyway, I'm still exploring and trying to iterate it in better modes of language. But that's what I realize. I realize if you have doubt, there's a reason there. There's some sort of action you need to take in the future that you don't want to take. Or you don't fully understand the knowledge that you're within. Which is that you're still being bamboozled by thought. What causes thought? Well... You don't have mastery over your mind yet, which means you you, you need more meditation or just something. You, you got to do these techniques more and, and be more aware. But, you know, you're doing your best. What, what more can you do? So that, that you're you're doing it. I'm doing it. We're, we're all doing it. It's great. It's fine. It's good. But so, yeah, sometimes it doesn't feel like it's good. Sometimes it feels like you need to be acting and sometimes it feels like you need to be relaxing, right? And have you ever noticed sometimes when you get like everything together, I don't know, you put out a good piece of work or maybe you're just in a good state of mind because you did a couple more downward dog yoga poses previously or, I don't know, ate a little less food the other day or some star system is in aligned with Jupiter. Something happens where you just sit down and you're, you, met, you don't need to effort anything. Meditation automatic. You're going, you're blissed out, getting downloads from some kind of strange entity somewhere, and it all kind of makes sense. It's like, this is it, I'm here. I've arrived again. I get it. This is a process. This mastery over consciousness is a process, and I've been sweating it. And why have I been sweating it? You don't ask that question. That question doesn't come up. There, there's no uh, you that's like looking at this experience from another angle, trying to figure it out. You know, do I need to stop my thoughts? Do I need positive thoughts? Do I need uh, you know do some shadow work or energy chi gong or something? No, none of it doesn't matter. You're there. You've arrived. It's all happening. And so. Uh, yeah, these are just, in the end, these are just kind of words to facilitate that more often. And all the actions you do in the external is, is the same thing. Whether it's helping people or helping yourself, you have to determine which one is needed more in the moment. And it's super fascinating where we end up. You know, I guess like some people can, I don't know, go to some like spa retreat dimensions or some people choose to go into even worse weird dimensions or t some sort of technological dimension where you just, I don't know, figure out stuff all day and do a bunch of calculus. And then there's these mystics that speak about being in... A transcendent realm going through all the astral planes and all the densities and just not stopping until they find the source of it all and there was a story where some mystic went into meditation and he you know flew into the higher astral plane and he said welcome you are the all this is your new home and the mystic said no this it's not what I'm looking for. I must go to the higher source of all. And then he goes up 
the ladder and this keeps happening they welcome him home and he refuses to stay and keeps climbing going up and up now i don't know if that's a metaphor or like some mystics actually do that on planet earth they just find the sort it seems like that would be really quite a leap to to, to do that um to go to the source of source the all of the alls that like where, where, what kind of dimensional plane are we talking here like where where are you ending up can't even fathom it but i think that is sort of the point that they're talking about you can't like make anything your home that ah uh, i was listening to some some interesting zen lecture and the person interpreted one of the zen masters saying as the enlightening and the enlightenment are the same state of being and that that was it that's do do we need you can't say any more about that so some say you are the buddha anyway yeah i guess i've been through this already before thanks for joining our mr podcast it's been exactly one hour uh appreciate you listening to my podcast please go to jaronfun.com for video games books follow my twitch stream twitch.tv slash rockazulu and i play video games now that's what i'm concurrently doing in this human incarnation for funsies and growth we uh, need it need it both here we need both those things and or not depending on whatever thing you want to I'm out of energy. Okay, this... I... Okay? Whoa, you're getting some bonus content. Addendum here. I just, uh... Got some noodles and watched a bit of Naruto, went to the gym and revitalized my energy so I have about a few minutes of high-octane stream of consciousness for you. I was leaving the gym uh, after my relaxing sauna and there was a person who just uh, looked to his right and joyfully said, Happy Monday, and I was super confused because usually no one says Happy Monday because Monday is collectively believed to be a bad thing and i usually have that programming within me to also see it as a bad thing and thusly i said oh yeah <laughs> like i was kind of laughing it off and then i realized he was being sincere and so i we got into a conversation about it and we're talking about positive energy, so it's good to be positive. And through the course of conversation, I think I mentioned the universe, and then I said, or God, or whatever. And I realized he, you know, believed in God, so I definitely knew he was Christian. He gave me a Christmas card. He said, it would think, this is from us. And I was like, oh, you, well, cool. Maybe it is a good Monday. You made it a little bit more real. Um, unfortunately, the Christmas card did not have any money in it. It had zero money, zero dollars. There was nothing. There was. It was a card that just said "Merry Christmas," and it had a, a link to a church. You know, not a link. It was another card, but that, that's that's what we'll be calling all that stuff in the future. You know, any promos will just be called links, even if they're cards or pieces of paper. But you know, I, I had the I thought in my head. No expectations whatsoever. Thank God. I just had the thought that wouldn't it be cool if he actually put money in this card and just randomly gave me money. He did not, though. And um, I'm just I'm just saying this for me in the future. Don't ever do that, Jaren. Jaren, don't ever give people cards without money. So, yeah, thank God I had no insistence. Not disturbed at all. I just find this extremely funny to put in word form because uh, I I think it's just a funny thing. I was I was smiling 
the whole time that this event happened because I printed off stickers, uh, stickers that advertise our Mystica. And I realized, you know what? I can't just give people a sticker. I have to give them at least $1 with the sticker. I can't just... Yeah, we're in the year 2022 here. We can't be just giving people business cards or links to some church somewhere. We're In the future, once we listen to all the wisdom of the ages, we're going to have some sort of unity meditation psychedelic, maybe add science on there, church where people will be given free money just for existing it's gonna be great uh i'm 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 calling it forward i trust you are too friends a student of tendai a philosophical school of buddhism came to the zen abode of gasan as a pupil when he was departing a few years later gasan warned him studying the truth speculatively is useful as a way of collecting preaching material but remember that unless you meditate constantly, your light of truth may go out. <laughs> 